The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions to apply. Hi-yo, Degenerios, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 282 is dedicated to a couple of Brazilian legends who laid their gloves down in the octagon over the weekend. Um, who would they be? They'd be Glover Teixeira, and they would be that other guy. Shogun? Mauricio Are you Shogun forgetting Shogun? <laughs> Hua. I was thinking of Jose Aldo, but he already retired. Mauricio Shogun Hua, they both retired. Um, thank you for the memories to both of you. And thank you to all of you for coming to the podcast. I am Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts here, the forgetful one of the two. Um, this is one of our Monday non-UFC episodes because there, there actually is no UFC this week. But um, Mondays are we always reserve for regional or non-UFC events. Anyhow, so uh, this week we will be breaking down a PFL Contender Series event that's coming up this week, as well as recapping uh, Invicta, which went down last weekend. They had a big uh, fight card, and uh, my co-host, who interrupted with the Shogun, actually did quite well on it. So I'm sure he'll want to talk about it. So uh, let's break him in right now. He's the you know him as the Gumby God. It's Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, I did do really well on that. We hit a couple of big underdogs on that one. Uh, both Claire Guthrie and uh, Olga Rubin both cashed one at plus 165, one at plus 180, I want to say. Um, um, let me th- 185, I think, even better. 185 for Olga Rubin. So, and, and that was just like a wild line, too. I, yep, I think we were talking about it in the Discord, which uh, everybody should be in at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, but uh, we were talking about it. She had just come off of a split decision loss in the the for the title and looked really good doing it, looked really physically imposing. It just kind of maybe was a little bit more tired at the end of that fight. And then you, like, turn it right around, give her a shorter fight against a less physical opponent, and, and Marker as almost a two to one underdog. It was crazy to me. So, uh, yeah, good for everybody who punished the books for that line. Um, and anybody else who was tailing us on that Invicta card and, and had a pretty good night. Yeah, exactly. Gumby went four, four two. and two. And if you bet a hundred bucks every fight, he would have been up almost 300 bucks, two seventy seven eleven. So what do you think of that? That's a, that's pretty good. And if you've been that's following, it. if you've been following our regional stuff too, uh, which I, I always make sure we boast on our Twitter, which you can again, follow at SGPN MMA. Um, our, our regional stuff this year has been outstanding. Uh, so like you should definitely get in the, uh, the discord talk regional fights with us and make sure you never miss these kind of episodes. Cause this is exactly. where the money's made. Are, are you actually tracking how you're doing on these Dan? Yeah, I have been this year, uh, well, which I, I had, you have it in front of you or not? past. Yeah. It's, if you had bet a hundred dollars on every fight, which again, we don't actually advise you'd be a psychopath to do that. Um, but if you we had been psychopaths that listen to us, yeah, that's that's true. God bless every single one of you, psychopaths. Yes. Um, but if you had been betting them all, I'm 14 and eight on the year uh, for a net profit of uh, 389.99, so almost 400. dollars uh, And that's if you bet 100 dollars on every one. If you 
you know, just been looking through and finding some of those sweet, sweet underdogs that we've been hitting, uh, which we, we have been hitting a bunch of them. I think I've hit uh, three this year that are 180 or better or 160 Ooh. or better, uh, which, you know, you're not going to find those kind of rates most places. So uh, make sure you tune into these great episodes because I think I got a couple for you on this one, too. Hashtag punish the books, Dan. I like it. I like it. Maybe um, that's the new one. <laughs> yeah, maybe that will be the new one. So this basically that's uh, the number she gave out. That was for anything non-UFC. Yeah, that's for uh, we've got Invicta, a couple of LFA events in there. There was a yeah. Cage Titans one that I found some odds for late, right. although I didn't do too well on that one. Um, and then Muradoff Professional League as well, because <laughs> yeah. um, we break everything down, even Muradoff yep. Professional League. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The only podcast who who breaks down Muradoff Professional League, for sure. I, I if, question whether we're the only one that breaks down some of the other bigger promotions, but definitely. No one. Yeah, I, I I didn't see another podcast out there on Muradoff Professional League, but if there was one, feel free to shout shout at us on on Twitter. But exactly. I I don't think there was. <laughs> I, I doubt there there probably isn't going to be anyone covering the PFL Contender Series either, uh, which is what we're going to be doing in this episode after I do a ad read um, for the mighty mighty Winbat who keeps us in your ears holes balls whatever kind of ears you have it keeps us in your ears uh four times a week can you tell i'm wasting time to get the ad roll up here here it is winbet is the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays plus the nfl playoffs are here great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at winbet ready to play sign up today to receive a special offer bet hundred dollars get hundred dollars limited to state availability and of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-2. 4700. So it's 1 800 522 4700. All right. What is PFL Contender Series, Dan? Just the supplement copy in the UFC's Contender Series? So, first of all, you've got the name wrong. It's uh, PFL Challenger Series. Right. Um, so so that's that's the first thing it is. Uh, it's, it's PFL Challenger Series. And essentially, yeah, kind of like the Contender Series, they realize so the, the PFL season runs, you know, what, March or April to. What is it? March or April to December or yeah, I think the last I think the last one ended in November, right yeah. around Thanksgiving. But so it runs towards the end of the season. But PFL realized with an ESPN deal or you know, with with anything, you you want to maximize the amount of times you're getting in people's eyes. You don't want to, people to forget about you over three weeks or uh, three months rather. So they started putting these challenger series ones in January with the idea that they could first of all lock up some other talent and second of all find a way to like freshen up the roster a little bit. So this is uh, this first week will be the welterweights chance to sort of punch their ticket to the season. If they have a good performance, they can get themselves actually in the season, which would wind up being a really long year for some of them because, you know, the season's already what, you know, a hand, you know, you got to win four or five fights in order to win the championship. Now they're going to tack one on by being in the challenger series, but they tend to be guys who are a little bit less experienced or you maybe not heard of. So uh, it's like a nice way to, uh, to get noticed and also keep PFL getting watched in those months. 
So they actually put them in the season, do they? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, somebody uh, somebody went to the finals from last oh, yeah? year too. I think the guy who lost the set of Busai, um, Delano, um, yeah. I, I think he was on the Challenger series if I remember correctly. I didn't watch a lot of Challenger series last year because after that um that debacle with uh, <laughs> it being tape delayed, I was like I couldn't be bothered to care about it, but. It seems like they've rectified that. It will not be tape delayed this year. And uh, there's actually some interesting names in here. Yeah, okay. Um, and does a win automatically get you a contract? or how No, you- no, no. It has to be. I think it, you have to be impressive because I think most of the people who won last year, I think that some of them got squeezed into the season. Um, okay. But like a big performance gets you in. And also just like a nice win probably keeps you as like an alternate ready to go at all times. Okay. So now that we got... All that down, we will tell you, it's PFL Challenger Series 2023, week one, this Friday, coming up the 27th of January, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Fubo TV in the U.S. Probably YouTube up here in Canada, I'm guessing. You have to, I'll have to wait and see. Um, And it is going down Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida, four fights in a cage. We're going to break down all four of them for you, starting with... Oh, actually, they're all at welterweight, as Dan said. Um, and we're going to start with Mustafa Rashid Neda versus Nick Ali. That is the curtain jerker this week. Um, I don't have odds. You don't have odds either, I take it, right? No, I haven't found any. Okay. I, I can give Wolf. you what I think, yeah. Gumby odds coming up. All right, Ali, seven and five, one knockout, five submissions. He's been knocked out five times. So all of his losses have come via knockout. He's lost two straight fights, including being knocked out, obviously, in his last fight. November of 2021 was his last time he was in the cage. He's not won a fight since October of 2020. He did fight in Bellator once and he lost that fight. He was 0-1. Neda, 7-3, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. So he's been finishing all of his losses as well. This will be his PFL debut as is, is, as it is for Ali. Uh, He's won three straight fights. He won his last fight via TKO. He's not fought since December of 2019. Was a regional champion, used to fight at middleweight and light heavyweight. I'm going to guess he is the favorite here. Yeah, he is the favorite. Uh, I'm going to say probably like negative 250, uh, okay. both on like record, you know, like the record of being seven and five doesn't instill confidence in any better. And in no. the books, usually punish that anyway. Um, but like the layoff worries me about Nada. I- I'm going to pick Nada here as like a negative 250 favorite, but I'm going to say if he comes in at negative 250, I'm not going to feel really good about that number um, because the thing is, he's like, he's one of those guys who's very bouncy when he fights. He's really light on his feet. Um, he keeps his rear hand really low and like loaded for like this big clubbing hooks, but he's kind of like all or nothing with his strikes. And that, that winds up tiring him out pretty quickly. Like I've noticed in a couple of his fights towards the end of them, he, he looks a little worse for the wear, um, but he does have like a at least he's at least got an arsenal that he can throw because he throws those big bombs but he also like digs kicks to the body he's got like that good front kick that like hits underneath the ribs and kind of digs up and under um he'll throw a leg kick so like he, he's got like a little bit more of a varied approach but I, I worry about him tiring out and throwing too big and for a guy who's at you know like I said I, I think he's going to be a negative 250 kind of favorite I just want like a little bit more certainty from him. Um, the thing I like about him against Nick Alley and why I'm not picking Nick Alley for an upset here is that like 
he's a slow, really slow guy on the feet, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think he's particularly quick with his strikes. He does have power. So that's, again, a reason why I don't love Nada if he's at negative 250. But I'll say this, like, his defense is really flawed. It seems like anytime he's, like, heavily pressured, which I think he will be early in this fight. I think Nada's going to come after him. When when Nada comes after him, he tends to just shell up. Um, like he throws up his guard. He doesn't move a lot. He kind of just waits for his opponent to finish throwing. And I don't know that that's a good move against Nada. Like, I think he'll just rip the body a couple of times and make him pay for it. Or he'll throw a hook around the guard. Or like, th- there's lots of things Nada could do. Now, it could also tire Nada out. Which, again, maybe why I don't love him at negative 250. But I, at the end of the day, I think it's going to cost Nick Alley. And I think you're going to see Nada win this one. All right. There you go. You got a winner right off the top, but Nada has got to stop worrying Dan so much. He's keeping him up at night. No worries. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next watch weight bout. Quimuel? Quimuel? Or Quimuel? I, th- I, th- I think it's Quimuel. Quimuel Otani versus Joseph Wittner, or probably Wittner, because uh, it's J O Z E F. Wittner is 16 2 with three knockouts, eight submissions. That's a much better record than the. Uh, last fights we were talking about he's been knocked out twice so he's been stopped uh in both of his fights that he lost this is his pfl debut he's won four straight fights won his last one via knockout he's not lost a fight since october of 2019 he was a regional champ used to fight up at middleweight 2012 he's been a pro mma fighter since otani 12 and 3 seven knockouts three submissions he's been knocked out once submitted once this is his pfl debut as well he's won five straight fights last one via submission He's not lost since September 2019. He was the jungle fight champion before this, and he also used to fight up at middleweight. Is is that the, the end of your breakdown? That's the end of my breakdown. Oh, should, should I pick who I think is going to be the favorite here? I think... <laughs> um, boom, 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 boom. Otani's the favorite. Yeah, you're right about that. Do you want to know okay. why? No, because he's, he's, he's got a baseball one... player too. No, no, that's Shohei. Um, he's got one signature win in Jungle Fight that actually gave yeah. him his title shot. He beat Alex Pajeda. He oh, is, I know that guy. This is the guy who beat Alex Pajeda. Um, in it, granted, it was Pajeda's debut fight. It was on Jungle Fight. Um, and it was eight years ago. Um, but I, I think he's riding that name, and I think the PFL is riding that name. I think the books are going to ride that name, and I think it's wrong. Uh, okay. I, I think you should take, yeah, I think you should take Whitner. I think he's going to come in as a big underdog, but only because of that name value. Uh, I'll say plus 225 here and it could go higher because I think, I think people on Twitter and everywhere are going to play the highlight clip of Otani sinking in the rear naked choke and, uh, or a Tony, is it a Tony? Otoni? Otoni. I don't know. Don't ask it's me. Not, it's not Otani. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's, a, I think it's a Tony. Um, but, like, I think they're going to play the clip of him sinking in the rear naked choke on Pajeda, and and everybody's going to go right to their book and, and load up on this guy. And I don't think that's right because he fights out of, like, one of those, like, wide karate kind of stances. And he's got good footwork, and he's used that to, like, back people up. But then as soon as he starts exchanging on the feet, you realize this is a jiu-jitsu guy. Um, it's, like, always, like, wild – like three wild strikes in some way, shape or form. And then he backs up. And when he backs up, he does so only by leaning in with his like chin up in the air. Um, So he like backs up in a straight line. With, 
It's really bad. Uh, so he backs up <laughs> after these wild exchanges with his chin up in the air, his head leans back, like, and he just thinks that's enough to stay away from strikes. And, you know, in the past, it has been. And in the past, there's been times it hasn't been. Um, it's wild that it it worked against uh, it worked against Paeta, but then again, Paeta was brand new. I think here it's trouble uh, because Whitner is, first of all, he's a good counter striker. So if he does bounce in with that that horseshit I was talking about a second ago, that like weird three strikes, he's gonna get punished for it uh, right there. And also, Whitner's just like a little bit longer than some of the people he's fought. He's got like long arms. Uh, he's he's a six foot tall welterweight, which is, you know, a pretty sizable kind of dude. And he's got a lot of power. Uh, his last fight, he hit a, a big counter left hand up over the guard of his opponent just 22 seconds in and put him out. Um, I've also seen a couple of his fights when somebody does try to take him down, because as I noted, a Tony is a is good at jujitsu. If he does get it on the ground, he's damn good down there. I've seen Vintner wrestle and he can wrestle well against the cage. Like if somebody puts him up against the cage, he does a good job digging for his underhooks, doing the right thing, spreading his base, making sure he doesn't wind up on his back. So I think as long as he keeps it on the feet here, he should easily deal with a Tony. And I think, like I said, you're going to get some pretty decent, uh, decent dog money on him. All right, there you go. That's what Gumby brings to you. Big dog winners. All right. Let's move on to the co-main event, Eric Alquin versus Thad Jean. Uh, Jean, the silverback. We finally got a nickname. Uh, he's 4-0, two knockouts, one submission. His PFL debut is on Friday. He's eight years younger than Alquin, three inches of reach on him. Alquin, 7-0 with two submissions. This is his debut. He was the CFFC champion, and he is a pro grappler. That's all I got for you. Uh, the favorite will be... Um, Jean. Yeah, you're right again. Um, yep. it's, it's funny how you can pretty much just tell that looking at the <laughs> resumes, the, the thing I also think that will make him a favorite here, other than, you know, just the sparkly four and record is that he's very strong. Like he's very strong and he's very explosive and people love that, right? Like when he gets a, a big knockout and he's got big knockouts, when he gets a big knockout, People are going to remember that, and and I think they're going to remember him. Um, but I'm actually going to take Alquin here. I, I think he's going to be a slight dog again. Uh, let's say, let's say plus 150. Um, okay. so not as big as Wittner. Uh, but here's the difference: is that Thad very much does not want to wrestle. He doesn't want to be in a wrestling match whatsoever. He is very physically strong, as I said. Even in the clinch, he's physically strong. Uh, but anytime somebody tries to wrestle him he panics uh, and he panics to the point where he's almost like sprinting away from you, uh, which is a bad sign that he doesn't have faith in what he's doing on the mat. Like he just wants to strike so bad because he's got good power and he's very athletic. Um, but Alquin, I think is just like a little bit more nuanced in everything that he's doing. Um, he, he fights out of like a, uh, almost like a tie style stance, although a little bit wider than you would usually see in a Muay Thai fighter. Um, so it, and he's left-handed, which is going to be a new thing for Gene as well. So I think that is going to help him with some of the distance and making sure he stays away from some of the big bombs. And also I would say he's really good at pressing people against the fence and sort of like zapping their abilities to be explosive. Um, he's got good wrestling. He's got good back takes. I think he could just like get in on that gene and like put him up against the cage. I think he's going to have an easy enough time 
dominating him in the grappling or tiring him out to the point where that athleticism sort of can't carry him anymore. So I'm going to take like the Wiley veteran here in Eric Oliquin to just like put a game plan on Thad Gene and, and pick up a second dog here. All right. Awesome. Go to the main event. Lucas Barboza versus Itzo Babulazzi. Is that right? But I think it's Babuladze because there's an I in there, but otherwise you're very close. Yes, very good job. Babuladze is 2-0 with one knockout, 1-0 in PFL. He's a pro grappler. He's a year younger than Barbosa, two inches taller. Barbosa Hulk. Barbosa 2-1, one knockout, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. This is his debut, and he's a world champion jiu-jitsu player or practitioner, if you rather. Uh, He is the favorite here, obviously. I actually don't know. I think this really? is going to be a I think this is going to be a pick 'em. Um, Isn't he a big name though? He he's a big name in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Also, it's been a really long time since he's fought MMA. Like it's it's been a really long time since he's fought MMA. Um the last time he fought in MMA was 2012. Oops, I missed that. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's <laughs> Sorry been about a, that. It's been a minute since he's fought. Um because he's been doing, you know, winning Pan Ams and he's, you know, yeah. been in Abu Dhabi's. I think he finished, I see he's finished second or third this past year in Abu Dhabi's um, in his weight class. Like, you know, he, he's damn good at jujitsu, uh, but he's been away for a while. And this Babu Lighte guy has got good KO power. He's Georgian. So I think for people trying to handicap this fight, yeah, there, there might be a little bit of name value on Barbosa, but I think also... I think that's going to hurt his line uh, or, or going to keep it from shooting up too high because a lot of people are going to say, uh, this is just a jujitsu guy coming to MMA and he's fighting a Georgian who can box, um, which is all true. Uh, Babu Leze, good KO power. Um, he he kind of throws too many big strikes for me, but good KO power. I don't think he's particularly fast. I also am not really impressed by his grappling. I know we said pro grappler and he's got some pro grappling experience that that can mean a lot of different things. He, I don't think he's in Hulk's league jujitsu wise. I think Hulk is going to eventually get this to the floor and should be able to control Baba Leze and should be able to submit him because hell he can submit tons of people. Um, he's got great control. The fact that he finished so high in Abu Dhabi's is really important because you know, a lot of people do jujitsu competitions here or there or this thing or that thing. Abu Dhabi's is like the best indicator of who can take their jujitsu and bring it to MMA, in my opinion, um, because it's a style of grappling that rewards like really awesome wrestlers, um, people who control their opponents well. And obviously, it can, you know, good for people who submit too. but there's a reason why. A lot of the people who are winning that every year are, you know, they look like Hulk or they look like Gordon Ryan or that, you know, like they're big dudes with good top control. Um, and I, I think Barbosa is going to use those skills in MMA and should be able to win this fight against Baba Leite. But I think that all of those like questions we have about like, what's he look like having not fought MMA in, in a decade is going to keep the line at like a pick em. I, I expect this one to be a pick em. I don't think there'll be a favorite or a dog here. Um, but I, I am going to go with Hulk. All right. So you're saying you wouldn't do very good at Abu Dhabi. The way you I would not. No, 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 yeah. no. My, my style of jujitsu is not made for that kind of, that yes. kind of stuff. You don't have crushing, a crushing top game. Do you? No, only when I've had a few too many pizzas over the last couple of days, then, <laughs> then I'm, cr- then I'm still crushing. It's crushing. <laughs> all right. So there, there are all your picks. So he, you got to pick them in, hopefully, hopefully a dog you, in the, in the main event in Barbosa, Aliquin. Hopefully a dog as well. 
uh, Wittner, hopefully a big dog, or Wittner, and then Nada, probably a pretty sizable favorite. Does that all sound right? Yeah, that sounds right to me. All right, and it all goes down on Friday, but we'll be back before then. We'll be back New Year's Wednesday and Thursday. Hopefully, Gumby has events for us to cover those days. I think he does. He has yeah, it we, all planned out. We've got a uh, we've got an LFA card this weekend, right? Uh, and I believe is it. I sent it to you earlier, so I wouldn't forget it. And now right. I've forgotten it. <laughs> forgot it. Uh, I think Fury FC is coming to us, too, with a Sunday event. Let me double check and make sure that's correct. Yes, Sunday, January 29th uh, is going to be uh, Fury FC, which they often give odds for, particularly on weekends that don't have UFC. So we're going to give you nice. a Friday show. A, is LFA Saturday? Do you know mm, if I don't have it in front of me. I can check, though. Uh, hang on. Hang on. We'll, we'll put the intern on it. Intern uh, on it. LFA coming to us Saturday. Yes. Yeah. So we okay. have a we have a Friday PFL, a Saturday LFA, and then a Sunday Fury FC. So look at that. We're gonna Fantastic. give you MMA for every night of your weekend. Fantastic. Uh, so definitely get in the Discord and you can chat with us about all this stuff. sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash Discord. Uh, Twitter SGPN MMA. I'm Jeff Fox Writer. He's gonna be reeling. All our stuff. And now everyone's writing is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. My MMA specific writing, pick them contests, fighter payouts, all that jazz that on my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby will be dropping the his other podcast, Top Turtle MMA, in your ear holes later this week. Do you want to preview that or show, shall we wait? No, I can tell you. Uh, we've got interviews coming with Adam Fugit, uh, who is fighting on that next UFC fight card on February 4th, as well as... Uh, Marcin Tibera, who's on that card too. So oh, a couple from uh, the the upcoming UFC fight card. Fantastic. So there you go. Um, we'll be back, and as I said, we'll be back Wednesday and Thursday. Gumby has events for us to cover because he's the king of non UFC picks. So, um, you want to take us home? Take us home. Um, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Hulk Jeff Fox, sure. and we will see you on Wednesday.